0: On this episode of Why Watch That? Pack some bags, brother. You better run, cause I'm coming for you. <laughs> lines on lines on lines on lines on lines. And, and
1: Spike Lee wrote it. Like if and Spike then... Lee Spike Lee <laughs> saw Babbitt and Sorkin and said, "Okay, I'm gonna write this." And the title ref is like a sitcom title, and then you, <laughs> you know. You get thrown <laughs> a curveball. <laughs> yeah, She's a woman. She has arrived. She's a planet. <laughs> <laughs> he has a walk, but it's not crazy.
0: It's not Jared Leto
1: on well, The Little know, Things. I didn't want to say <laughs> that. They don't care about the trials and tribulations. They don't care that old girl was eating lunch that day when she was supposed to be on set. They don't care. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So, if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com.
0: Oh, why watch that first look? We got a chance to see uh, the new movie on Netflix. Yeah called Malcolm and Marie. Now, this is a first look for us because it was already released on February 5th, but it's on Netflix, so you can watch it anytime you want. Yeah. And this is coming to us by Sam Levinson. Now, you're thinking... Well, he wrote it and directed it. Now, you're thinking, Sam Levinson, like the guy from Euphoria? Yes, that same showrunner and writer of Euphoria and, uh, you know, a ton of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's going to bring along with him his leading lady, Zendaya, no last name needed, to play Marie, <laughs> and John David Washington to play Malcolm. Now, in case you don't know, this is, this marks, if not the first among, like, the top first three productions that filmed during... The pandemic. And during the intense times of quarantine, in fact, it was one of the features that sort of laid the groundwork for how we, as Hollywood, are, we, how we're going to move forward during a pandemic and still getting the content going safely. And if you listen to, you know, the talks right now, Zendaya did her own makeup. Um, they had very select crew. They all stayed together like no one went home to their families it was a very much a closed set i mean it was it was very very much um you know something that happened because euphoria which was filming its second season actually Mm -hmm. had to stop and sam and zendaya got restless and sam's like hey here's some scenes of an idea that i have what do you think about this and zendaya was like send me more and then all of a sudden we have a Netflix movie so we got a chance to take a look at it this you know uh, the both of us and the plot is actually super simple
1: yeah but
0: I think what we have to say about it is going to be interesting
1: Hmm. well for that plot here's what happens Uh, Malcolm and Marie they're coming back from Malcolm's film premiere his new latest film has just come out and for once in his career, people like it. And people, especially the critics. Oh, they raved about it. Now, we didn't see any of this. It's only the two of them on screen. They raved about it. But he ain't that happy about the raves. He's criticizing the critics for being nice to him this time. yeah Emory's listening, 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 listening. Now, as he spews all of this, eventually she does speak up. And she has to remind him that this little movie you made that finally was a success, why was it a success, Malcolm? Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. You were using my story, telling my story. And without me, you wouldn't have had this movie. And the question is, everybody, why wasn't Marie in the movie? If it was about her, why didn't Malcolm put her in it? Did she want to be in it? Did he want her to be in it? What was happening there? And as they go through what happened at this premiere, who did Malcolm think? Who was Malcolm taking care of? All of that kind of stuff. What does that tell us about their relationship? Where it was, where it is, and where it's going? And in the end, can they hash all of this stuff out and still be together? Because some of the stuff they say, look, you look, can pack some bags. That look, wasn't even that house, bags. raft they were staying at. That look, was a rented house
0: pack some bags, brother. You better run because I'm coming for you.
1: <laughs> so, I'm I coming mean, for you. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. It's it's Malcolm really talking about his work and how it's been received and giving his perspective on criticism, especially, and Marie being there to go, wait a minute, bro, slow it down and let's really think about what's going on here, what you're saying. Yeah. Now,
0: I'm going to go first, Mm -hmm. because I feel like you'll round it out. When I was watching this, I don't think anyone on the planet can deny that this film was a beautifully shot and lit film. Because what the critic didn't tell you, that all of this is in black and white. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, Mm. it was just the texture of the black and white. I don't know if you felt that too. Just the texture on screen. Look at the poster. The poster is gorgeous, but just it it was living art. It was Mm. just walking, living art aesthetically. Um, I'm going to say this on the record. It is, you know, a lot of actors who are actors of color and that color is, is more shown. I'm not just talking about, Oh, you know, I'm talking about you are, you have deep, rich melanin. It's sometimes hard hard to get lit properly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is sometimes hard to get lit properly. They did a phenomenal job with that. And I applaud it. It's, it's one of the best black and white films with um, people of color that I felt like has ever been lit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's up there. So yeah. I, I just can't think of anything else. I think um, Under the Cherry Moon was kind of cool to look at at that time. But it it just is beautifully lit. Now, let's just talk about Zendaya mm-hmm. because really this is a lot of a lot of that um, that you were talking about, about Malcolm discussing his
1: yeah.
0: accolades and how mm-hmm. he believes it or doesn't believe it. Zendaya is really the sounding board or the punching bag or whatever you want to look at it. She's really the the character that's really absorbing a lot of this information probably for the first 20 to 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. We just see her. We're not sure what's going on with her. And all of that silent work, the looks that she had, I thought she did such a fine job that I was curious as an audience member, okay, what's going on with this Yes, this character? Because he's a lot. I mean, when you watch it, it's a lot. It's a, yes. That person is a lot. Mm-hmm. And so what is she doing with him? What's going on? And then she speaks up. And we both discussed this over text. We are so excited to see Zendaya in the next upcoming years. Yes. She is such a promising young actress who really, in this movie, in my opinion, really brought it to life. And I there's one scene that I'm not going to give any of it away of what the context is in of it is but there is a scene where they have to come head to head with that question you brought up why wasn't she cast Mm -hmm. and she does something and I thought whoa and then she does something right after that and I thought whoa (laughs) she just did a great job of transitioning between um thoughts and you know situations I just really really enjoyed her John David Washington um you know, that's a lot of lines
1: a lot. in this.
0: It's it's like a it's like if Mamet and Sorkin produced a baby, mm-hmm. but just with lines. Not I'm not talking about with political yes. agenda and depth and and yeah, astute dialogue. Nothing like that. Just lines, lines mm-hmm. on lines on lines on lines on lines. And, and
1: Spike Lee wrote it. Like if Spike then...
0: Lee
1: <laughs> Spike Lee saw Mamet and Sorkin and said, "Okay, I'm gonna write this."
0: but I'm I don't know if that's all in a positive way for me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um I just it 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 is it was hard I'm not gonna lie to you it was hard to get through some of the dialogue and with John well (laughs) with John David it it you know when you he doesn't have the kind of 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 experience that Zendaya has I mean Zendaya whether you know you're thinking, well, she's just came on the scene with Euphoria. No, 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 don't get it twisted. Zendaya had her own show on Disney for years. Yeah, and that and sitcoms, and we're talking about thirty or no, sorry, thirty, but twenty plus episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a lot of lines. And so her jitters, I felt like with oh, there's a camera. Oh, there's lines. I have to learn it quickly. Um, oh, yep. I need to do another take of this. I feel like she's such a veteran. In that world, that she could literally focus on the work. Whereas maybe some could argue that John David Washington is still cutting his teeth mm-hmm. when it comes to like being the leading man because we haven't seen him. What we've seen just a hand a couple movies. So, mm hmm. And th- that monsters and men. Uh, yeah, and the cycling one. And black, black and Clans the black. Men plansman mm-hmm. So it's not a lot of work that we can look at for him um yeah. with that. And so I just I don't I didn't I wasn't gravitating towards his character. To be honest
1: with you, I didn't like these people. No. I didn't like any I didn't like these people. I mean the title Ref is like a sitcom title and then you <laughs> you know <laughs> you get thrown <laughs> a curveball. <laughs> you do. And
0: it and and it, that curveball some caught it barely yeah. and then some just missed it and at the end of the day you have to lay this at the feet of Sam mm-hmm. he directed it and he wrote it Yeah. and yes it was during a pandemic and yes it wasn't a flushed out feature that he'd been working on for eight years you know that kind of thing but we do have you know we paid for it with our Netflix subscription so Thanks. you know it's worthy of a talking to. you talking my language <laughs> now Well, you know, I usually don't say that. You usually (laughs) say it, but I mean, it's true. Yeah, And it's presented to the world and they're putting it up for awards. So I I, it wasn't Sam's best work, in my opinion. And look, I think most critics agree. And at the end of the day, before I pass this on to you, should you go and watch Malcolm Marie? I say, why not give it a shot? Mm -hmm. But just realize these aren't people you're going to want to invite into your home. No. You know, you're not going to want to hang out with these people. And with the lines and some of the blocking and Mm -hmm. weird choices you may or may not make it through it and i think that's okay because at the end of the day what it has going for it is zendaya is blooming and it was beautiful beautiful um beautifully shot aesthetically i thought
1: yeah it's kind of like if you were able to go to watch a play that had its first run through not dress rehearsal. The first time they went yeah. from beginning to end, it's kind of like that where, and you would go, oh, Zendaya, okay, she's gonna, like, by the time this opens. I wanna
0: see her. Yeah, right. I wanna see
1: right before the,
0: uh, you know, three weeks before she closes. Exactly. Like, I see, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like that. Good, that's watching good. Watching it. And I think, Ref, another thing is Zendaya's worked with Sam. Yes. John yes, has can. not. Yeah. Okay, so he's already coming in handicapped in this situation. The pandemic, the script has been put together. Zendaya has been going through it with Sam and then he comes in. You got to come in with a lot. And I think one of the problems with John's performance and what and I'm even thinking of ballers. He should find the comedy. Mm hmm. If you really watch Ballers, everybody, which is a comedy, he doesn't, he's not comedic in that. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's taking it very seriously. If I were on set, I'd have pulled him off to the side and said, Look, if it were me, because if you ever want to give somebody some hard criticism, put it on yourself. Go, you know, if I were doing this, I would make this funnier. I would find his humor. That's what I would do. I don't know. That's what I would have said to him because then, you give Zendaya all this stuff to work with. Then all of those lines, it's funny, and we're going, ooh, you really said that, but you're laughing, and then she's she's laughing, and then she's gotta stop herself and go, no, Malcolm. This is serious. Then we have a dynamic where we can watch two people for an hour and a half and actually be interested whether they're nasty people or not. So I think that was a missed opportunity. The writing is challenging, but as actors, you gotta find your way. And there was a way. I will tell you, if there is a way, I will tell you, look, there's no way to do this. I Whatever they did, that's not the case here. So uh, listen to what the ref said very carefully. And, you know, I agree with that. And I'm just adding those things. And and to end it, what I did text you, ref, and I still have the question is, I wonder if Damien Chazelle had directed this, what it would have been with Lash, you know, all that stuff. I wonder, because... The thing about this is they had music and I liked it when the music was playing, like yeah. you were saying Zendaya, just looking at her without speaking was great. Just smoking and he's dancing, doing whatever. And I wish the camera would have just stayed in one place. Just show the, the, the wide shot. Anyway, that like the, the moments when they weren't talking were the most successful, get that music going. Cause Damien Giselle knows how to use music and rhythm and have it all work. Yeah. I just wonder if we had a bit more of that sensibility, what this would have been.
0: Well, there you have it. It's available on Netflix right now, and you can you can watch it. But something else that's on Netflix, The Dig, and oh, wow. I didn't get a chance to see it, but you did. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that you know. Before before we do that, let's talk about who who actually was behind the scenes here. Um, Simon Stone directed this uh, this film uh, written by Moira Buffini and it's based on the novel by John Preston the cast <laughs> I mean come on it's Brit's finest coming in, the UK's finest rather Carrie Mulligan and uh, Ray Fines is heading to your small screen in a big way uh, Lily James, which we just, she's just really, I don't know. I, I feel like ever since Downton Abbey, she's just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there really isn't, you know, a better example out there right now of someone who just skyrocketed after that, um, series. With and did crash
1: land, you know, no. like, flew. <laughs> you know? Yes,
0: but like, um, Matthew, um, not Matthew Good, but the the, the one who played Matthew mm. uh, in your show on FX about, you know, the professor's son. I can't remember that
1: show. The Professor. X-Men. Oh, Legion. Yes. Legion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. that
0: actor also skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. But um, we have, you know, those three folks that you're going to recognize right away. And as I'm scrolling through here, I can see... There are other British actors here that I know you will know, um, and all of that. Now, this again is based on a novel. It's coming to us from the Brits with the Brits in front of the camera. So, I think what we need to establish here is, you know, is this? A lot of times we see, see things like this. Is this like a? Is this a Abbey kind of thing? Um, is it? A procedural that we're used to getting from the Brits. I mean, what can we expect when we watch the dig?
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not down Abbey at all. It, it is a it is a film. It is, and like the ref said, it is based on the novel, but that novel is based on real people in real events. There you have it. Uh, so it is 1939. Okay, in Suffolk. So you know what was happening in 1939. Now We have a landowner, Edith Pretty, is her name, (laughs) played by Carrie Mulligan. And yes, she is a landowner. Husband is gone. She has a young son she's taken care of. And there are these mounds on her land. And she thinks that there's something in these mounds that they can dig up and it's going to be big. Because... When she was uh, young, she would go on archaeological digs with her father. So she knows this stuff. She just has a scent about one of these mounds, especially. And she's referred to Basil Brown,
0: played <laughs> by Ray
1: Fines. And Basil, he, you, when she says, You know, you're an archaeologist, he goes, I'm an excavator. OK, Ooh, I'll get it right, because he did not do formal training. He didn't go to school, all of that. And he is not really respected in the archaeological community. Now, he works with the museum, but do they pay him right? Mm. Does he make sure that either pays him right? <laughs> You'll see that at the beginning. So he decides to take this on. And Basil thinks, no, let's go to another mound. I don't know about this one you have a hunch about, but you know what eventually happens. Right. And the other thing is Basil and Edith's son, they do hit it off. Edith's son is very interested in him, what he's doing. And he's interested in Edith's son. So that's a nice little relationship to watch. Now, as he starts digging in this mountain, you know what happens. They find something. And it is big. Now, keep in mind, again, it's 1939. The war is about to literally be on. Weeks away. So once they discover this, they have to hurry up and get this excavated, but it's so fragile, if you do it incorrectly, everything could collapse. Uh-oh. You might see a hint of that early on in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this gets so big that the British Museum hears about it and comes a-calling and says, no, this is our dig. Oh. Mm-hmm. Basil, Edith, it's your oh. land, right? But they go through, of course, the government to take this over, and the head... Of the archaeologist, he comes in and he and Basil, how do they get along or not? Mm. So the whole question is, will Basil get the credit? That was his worry in the beginning anyway, because he's experienced this where he's done work and people come in and dismiss him. He gets no credit. His wife is there. What does she think about it?
0: Hmm.
1: Now, he's been staying on Edith's estate to do this away from his wife. So he's making sacrifices here. So in the end, what's going to happen with all of them? Now, another thing to keep in mind is not only is the war coming. I mean, every now and then the planes fly across them and they stop and blow.
0: Wow.
1: But Edith, remember, her husband is gone. Father's gone. She's there with the son taking care of the land and him. You know, she has servants. This woman has a lot of money. But there's something else going on with her. That's an obstacle she has to contend with. So that's another urgency in this movie. This is what I have to say about The Dig. This is not the kind of movie where it's flashy and people go, oh my goodness, it's amazing. It's good. Mm. And that's all I want. It is good. Let's talk about Kerry Mulligan. Kerry Mulligan right now is getting a lot of, of attention, credit award nominations for a uh, promising young woman. Yes. When I think of Carrie Mulligan, I don't think of a young woman. No. I think of a woman. Yes. And I mean that with the highest compliment I could give. She's like not I said, girlish.
0: Like, no. Young frivolous
1: girl. Absolutely She's, not. Yeah. She's a woman. Yeah. She has arrived. Like I said to you, Ref, before we started taking, she's a planet,
0: <laughs> Venus. No, 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 Saturn.
1: <laughs> you know, if you get near her, you might start orbiting her like a moon. Oh, well, you might start. <laughs> <laughs> that's Carrie Muller, and it was—it's just so interesting, Ref, because I always think back to Pride and Prejudice. Remember, everybody—that's really where she came into the scene as one of Carrie yes. Knightley's little frivolous sisters, the one who doesn't get married and it's getting right that was right. Carrie Mulligan and then the look at her now so you know in Promising Young Woman I just couldn't quite buy it all the way that she was that character no, in me this either. movie not for once did I question that she had a son and she was taking care of land and she had a problem and all of this stuff never once did I go how is she on the screen with Rafe Fines of all people Rafe Fines as well I forgot that who they were as actors periodically mm. He does. Yeah. And Rafe's character, Basil, he is a character, but he didn't go all the way with it. He has a walk, but it's not crazy. You see it.
0: It's not Jared Leto on well, the you little know, things. I didn't want to <laughs> say <laughs> that. You said it in your tone. I didn't want to say that, but I,
1: I, I respect Jared immensely. I do. But it yes. wasn't that. You know, if Jared had done it, we would have, who knows? We would have had wings <laughs> and teeth and who knows what else. So. It, the two of them anchor this movie and you just feel like you're not going to be disrespected. And as they tell the story. Do you feel like <laughs> movies disrespect you? Yes, I do. You disrespect me by having me spend my money and time, which time and money are really the same thing. Because how would okay. you get the money with your time? So you have me spend my time and my money sitting here and then it's disrespectful, meaning. You didn't sit down and think before you did this. You uh-oh. got you got swept up in studio business and you know who has what contract and you know who has what screen time. You know the pandemic is going on so what look all of that is nice for you but as an audience member all we care about is what's in front of us. Hollywood. All okay. Right. Uh-oh, uh-oh, so let uh-oh. me let me tell y'all that. You got to remember the end user. OK, they don't care about the trials and tribulations. They don't care that old girl was eating lunch that day when she was supposed to be on set. They don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like this is very specific, but we're just making Continue this up.
1: on. I know you. Are. Yeah. You know, I have a, a, a vivid imagination now. So the point is this product, if this interests you, everybody, you're going to like it. You're gonna go, okay, that was good. That was worth my time. Was it the most amazing thing I said saw ever? No. Was it the most inventive thing ever? No, but it was worth it. And there are also some other characters who come in and I didn't tell their story where you go, ooh, what is going on in that marriage? I, I mean, Lily James' character? Mm, what is going on with that? You know you will find out what that is. I'm gonna leave that unsaid. So that's the thing about the dig. And I'll tell you this, everybody. If you're not interested in archaeology and digs and all of that, in the beginning of the movie, you're going to be like, okay, all right, fine. But then they do roll in some of the relationship stuff that might interest you. So I would say if you are interested in just regular British period pieces, if that's your thing, then I think that the dig, you'll go, okay, you know what? Again, that was good.
0: You know, I think of the... um, the. that movie with uh, Eddie Redmayne and oh, they, it was, the Theory they of everything. The, no, the, oh. but the same actors. Um, mm-hmm. They were oh, in the in, the in the hot air balloon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think of that that movie. A nice compliment of just people just doing good work, but nothing really, you know, nothing to write home about other than
1: the aeronauts.
0: The aeronauts. The aeronauts. Mm-hmm. That. You know, people came to to give us something um, (laughs) worth you know our time. That all has happened already. It's all both of these, the dig and Malcolm and Marie, are on Netflix, and you listeners can go watch them right now. And the thing about it is, McCrick and I gave you our pretty straightforward opinion of this. We say, why not check out both of them to see? If it's for you, there's certainly something to dig around and discover.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit WhyWatchThat.com.
0: Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: See you.